0: You are literally saying no to a raise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, leaving money on the table. I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons.
1: I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos, and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV-loving, oversharing finance nerd.
0: Together, we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand
1: the hashtag mom life. But we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no-fluff fun conversations that will give you helpful on-the-go finance tips, even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money.
0: It always feels like there's money finance stuff that nobody talks about, like some secret rules to money that only a few people know. And so Megan and I have come up with a few things that we think are the the finance stuff that nobody tells you. We're going to chat about that today. We've both come up with a couple ideas of things that we wish people knew more about. We wish it was talked about more often. And uh, so Megan, what are, what are the finance things that nobody tells us that you came up with?
1: So for finance stuff that nobody talks about i think there's a lot of things that nobody talks about um but like how I much mean, nobody talks about any of it. Nobody talks right. about it but because like money causes stress in every family mm-hmm. but more of the topic today is like not only is it stuff that nobody talks about but like what should you be doing like what does nobody like you Adult, you know, twenty years from now, Megan, wish someone would have mentioned to her. Mm -hmm. And the first thing would be that if you're offered any type of employer matching, whether it's into a TFSA, RSP, Group RSP, Deferred Profit Sharing Plan, blah 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 blah, blah, all the alphabets, Mm -hmm. take it.
0: Mm -hmm. All,
1: all of it. If you are have the opportunity to participate. In some sort of employer matching benefit program, and you are not—you are literally saying no to a raise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, leaving money on the table.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's free money, right? And it—it it, you'll have a few options of what you can do probably with the that money on like what kind of funds you can put it in. Um, the free money is free money guys. It almost doesn't even matter where it's going. Just take the money.
1: Yeah. And it's nothing to be, to be thought that you're tied in or that you now are, you know, can't leave that in, that job. It's not, it's by no means golden handcuffs. It is a definite opportunity that not every employer has, but it's this, perfect blend of forced savings if maybe that's not something that comes natural to you in and then you double your return instantly yeah So for every hundred dollars up to a certain percent every hundred dollars you put in your employer will put a hundred dollars in there too and so for a hundred dollars you get two hundred dollars in savings that's a win in my book every time
0: every time yeah and I think that's a good good point that you mentioned that like the golden handcuffs um theory that that um it's you can move it like if you leave the employer that account isn't stuck there you can move it um sometimes into a new group RSP, depending on what the new employer offers um but into a a, what's called a locked in retirement account it works really similar to an RSP, kind of mixed in with a few like pension like features because it's locked up a little bit until later on um but it's totally available to you it's not locked up it's not you are not tied to that desk now that you open that account so I think that's a good point
1: okay so what's the next thing so what is the finance thing that nobody tells you
0: that not all debt is bad. Mm. People think that debt is this four-letter word. And let me tell you, some of the wealthiest people I've met in my life have the most debt. Um, wealth, yes, in your debt does make a difference in your overall net worth number. Absolutely. But you can use, it's a tool in the toolbox um, to leverage yourself. And there's a reason that we call it leveraging. And if you think of like a lever, right, it is giving you more power than you have yourself. We need to lever something because we are not strong enough to do it on our own. That's what debt can be used for. So use the right way in the right time by the right person. It can be amazing. Um So not to be scared of debt, um, that there's good debt and bad debt. So if your debt is buying you something that is growing, that is good debt. Mm -hmm. You are paying less on the debt than the thing that you bought with it. That's awesome. And it doesn't always mean we're not just taking the interest rate on the debt and comparing it to the interest rate on the investment. Because the debt Well, depending on how it's structured, if it's not this, you know, revolving uh, debt that's going to stay there forever, if it's more structured like a loan, the payment, a payment plan, that debt's going to be gone one day, but you're going to have the asset that continues to grow with compound interest in the future. So it's not how much am I paying on this loan versus how much did I get on the investment this year? You can't even it out that simply. That's thing that you bought with your debt is going to continue to grow even after the debt is gone so not all debt is bad and debt the bad debt um yes it's a priority to pay it off but it doesn't have to we don't want that to be at the cost of everything else mm-hmm. We want to get out of debt. I don't want anybody to have the, you know, the the expense of the high interest, the the crippling debt, obviously. We don't want anyone to have that, but we do not want to uh, prioritize it so much that we don't have money to save for future you and that there's no money for current you,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? So yes, get out of debt. Yes, um, use debt wisely. Um, but uh, but just realize it's not all that, and it doesn't have to be the sole priority in your financial plan.
1: Yeah, and that's an interesting point too, when you said um, that the debt can be a lever to help you do something a little bit easier, which is much different than debt being something like a crutch something that you need to be able to limp forward. So it's really important to know the difference. I always have conversations with my clients about their appetite for accepting new debt and their capacity for accepting new debt. So they might have the appetite to be able to buy their next rental property with 0% down, to be able to leverage you know, 10 times their personal net um, net worth, mm-hmm. they they have the appetite for that. Mm-hmm. But if scenarios change, if variables adjust, if Bank of Canada keeps raising rates, what is your capacity? So how is those outside variables outside of your financial house, things like your job security, Um, Macroeconomic variables like interest rates and unemployment. How are those things going to adjust your capacity for Mm -hmm. debt? And the reverse is also true. There are lots of people out there who are really debt adverse. So they like to pay for things outright. They like to make sure everything is paid off. Their goal is to have a mortgage free home. There's all these things because they're really debt adverse, but their capacity is there they so it's lining up those two things because they might not always be the same I need to
0: remember that the next time I go to a buffet (laughs) my appetite man I mean my capacity don't get me wrong if you've ever had uh, a meal with me you know my capacity is quite large but the appetite sometimes man that plate gets
1: full yeah right and Mm -hmm. I think The other thing, too, is that we have these societal norms that are, um, you know, pay off your house. And because that's the goal for retirement, it's almost like once that house is paid off, that's a door opening into your retirement next life stage. whereas both can be true. Mm -hmm. So you can retire with a mortgage. There are you know, as long as the numbers make sense for you and your capacity to do that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's just there's this vision of these doors opening and doors closing. And when the debt door closes, meaning you now have a paid off house or paid off car or whatever it is, that's when the next door can open. Mm-hmm. But it's really not de- all debt is bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: I think, Like the reason that I want people
0: to understand that is because the, the stress and anxiety, the burden that comes with debt. Um, I don't hear people talking about how great their money is, their situation is going nearly as much as I hear people upset or complaining or venting about this debt. Like it comes with this like negativity. Um, And I'm not saying that debt is awesome and you should keep paying 20% on your credit card and never pay it off. That's certainly not the message that I wanna go out, but I do want people to not have that, that stigma, that negativity around it. It is part of this plan. And yes, it may have come because of you know something that, that, um, something unexpected that had happened, but be thankful that you were able to access that credit to get through that situation. Maybe somebody got laid off, maybe somebody got sick. Um, Just deal with it like you would deal with any other bump in the road. It doesn't have to come with any negativity. It just is what it is. It's a $10,000 credit card. Okay, great, that doesn't mean it's a nasty, awful, big, bad $10,000 credit card, even though we're gonna try to get rid of it. I just, the burden and the negativity that people, Um, carry around with them when they are are in debt I don't think serves them Mm. I don't think that's helpful I don't think that makes them the best them.
1: okay so we've talked about your job we've talked about debt mindset next would be what the
0: next is that money is meant to be spent. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we want to save for the future. I get that. Um, but, you know, I, I had a meeting with somebody recently and um, at age 38, I want to say, somewhere around there, um, this person had a major medical event. Um, it, was a, it was a cardiac issue. And they almost didn't make it. And they were somebody who kind of had been following the the textbook of save for the future, save for the future. And they got really clear that they might not have a future. And amazingly, they're still here and everything looks like it'll be fine for the foreseeable future. Um, But they have a different outlook now that yes, we need to save for the future, but we're not promised tomorrow. And so there is this balance um, of enjoying it now. I mean, you all see those like those memes that come out every year that we only have 18 summers or 18 Christmases with our kids right before they go off and do their own thing. And we start to look at our kids and, and realize how few of them maybe we have left. Um, we don't get those back. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you want to put yourself in a position that you can also enjoy Christmases with their kids like your grandkids um but we want to enjoy what we have in front of us so i i have my clients create their budget where we know we call it their spend with joy money we know the money that they have to spend on whatever brings them joy i don't think that putting all of our eggs into the payoff debt basket or all of our eggs into the retirement basket that i know for me that does not make me the best me that doesn't make me the best mom, the best wife, the best anything. Um, so, money is meant to be spent.
1: Me and you are on the same page for that one. I 100% agree. I don't think, um, I'm not saying. As we're
0: recording this for everybody listening, she is in Florida for a month. <laughs> so, she definitely agrees with money is meant to be spent.
1: <laughs> yes. And I just, I think that we have decided um, to make these vacations a priority. Mm-hmm. And it stemmed, I think, from the year that Wesley was born. So that would have been the year I was like 2425. We in our circle of friend group had major losses. So whether it was friends that passed, or it was mostly actually friends parents that passed, but it was like, a significant amount of people in our lives were passing away way too young. And so, and two of the parents that passed, it was like they had just retired or they had been retired for like one year. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So they worked their whole lives. And then just when they were going into that really exciting stage of freedom, it ended for them. And now yeah. their spouse now is sitting with in that grief for however many, I mean, forever, but like, you mm-hmm. know, the, the heavy grief for however many years that is. And it was just like a really. Yeah. Cause they lost their partner and yeah. their,
0: the dream that had been created with their partner Where, on what retirement life was going to look like.
1: It was just something that it really shook us. Mm -hmm. we've been really grateful in that you know I have you know three of my four grandparents still I have Greg and I both have our parents Greg's uh, one of his parents did go through a cancer scare so it's just like all these I want to enjoy my life in it I don't want to go over and above what my capacity is but I also I'm okay with taking a mini retirement when I'm 39 You know, Mm -hmm. taking off work and going to be a snowbird or doing whatever to to maybe extend my retirement one year. I'm okay with that. Um, I also am one of those people who like I don't know if I'll ever truly retire. Like I really do like working and I love people, so it's like I don't know if I mean. This is from today, Megan. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, years from now, Megan might be spouting a different story um but also like one of the places we like to go with our kids is Disney and so which is a really expensive place to go but also a lot of people just go there once and it's like they have to time it out Mm -hmm. and what we heard a lot from people when we were like oh we're going to Disney was oh your kids are still kind of young for Disney and it's like meaning what and they're like well they're not going to remember it and it's like okay well are they paying for it like can, is it okay that I'm going to remember it? Um, yeah. Or or now that I have kids, is that not important? Is everything I do now have to be for my kids? Like, right. I'm going to remember this. Like, I saw my daughter, she was under two because she was free that year. Um, I saw her meet Tinkerbell and think it was real. Yeah. I go through the lineup where there's spring pixie dust on you and they're telling you you're shrinking down to tinkerbell's size and her thinking it's real
0: oh my gosh so cool
1: yeah so i agree money is meant to be spent on the things that are important to you not on the things that society is telling you is nor is is meant to be spent on not mm-hmm. the things that your neighbors are are important for money is meant to be spent on the things that are important for you of the stage of life that you're in
0: i saw a post on facebook this week from andrew hallam who is the author of um the millionaire teacher and he wrote another book He's, he's written a few and he wrote he wrote one last year called balance and the the post was um referencing something he says in the book which is um like the litmus test for whether or not you Um, like should spend money on something is would you spend it if nobody else was looking? Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting, you know, spend money on the things that you would spend money on if nobody else was looking like, yeah, you know, those experiences with our kids, right. Has nothing to do with the fancy car or the new shoes or the Lululemon bag or those things don't matter, right? The, the stuff that you spend the money on are the things that you would do if nobody was looking. And I really, really liked that, um, that way of putting it. Um, and I just, when I was listening to you, Megan, it was funny because, um, we both, we have very, we have so many things in common and many things not in common. And one of the things not, or one of the things in common is we both, value uh holidays and vacations with our family um and we both like to do long vacations not you know just a week um but your kids will go to Disney a bunch of times and I don't know if my kids will ever go to Disney I don't know if we'll ever get there I don't know we're just like we're doing other other things we're we're uh we're talking about another trip um right now and uh but anyways I just I had never noticed that that difference
1: before yeah it is int- I find I notice that difference all the time with other people where it's like we have this same importance on experience and family time and and get because the other thing is like getting out of your own space so like mm-hmm. I want to be on holiday but I don't I mean sometimes I want to be at home but most of the time I don't want to be at home because then I'll just find another job to do I'll take on another project or whatever. I'll get busy in some other way. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I find that really fascinating where it's like you have the same thread of value, but your priorities are completely different. Like I, uh, my cousin and his partner, who is also a good friend of mine, they do these, they do similar trips to you where Mm. they're like big trips, places that not a lot of people go Um, they've been to like Africa and Asia and they bring their kids Mm -hmm. and I was like if I was going to Africa or Asia I would definitely not bring my kids because like I want to go out and like do the things like I want to you know go out at 11 p.m. and go to um, the moonlight parties and like do the things yeah that I what my kids are around for because I don't have a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's so true. That's so uh, true.
1: So yeah, I find that really interesting too. And so that's mm-hmm. the kind of the thread is like, mm-hmm. it's meant to be spent on what you want to spend it on and mm-hmm. what you have the capacity to spend it on.
0: Yeah. 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 Cause those things uh those things do need to align at some point throughout your plan, right?
1: So those are the three things, finance stuff that nobody tells you, always take your employer matching, not all debt is bad, and money is meant to be spent. And mm-hmm. so to sprinkle in a bonus one, in addition to those three, money is also meant to be talked about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And not just getting comfortable, because for some reason, people are uncomfortable talking about it. It's also between partners and making sure there's no shame associated to talking about it. Also, yes. just kind of take the ego out of it. My situation doesn't make me a better or worse person than you, and vice versa. It's just the comfort level that you're in. If you're stressing about money, that might be. If I was in that same situation as you, I might not be stressing about money. Mm-hmm. Like, So individual. So talking about it helps alleviate not only the stress, but have, have the ability to find strategies that are working for other people or for other people to give you the, the permission slip and say, Oh, we're we're in the same situation. I'm not, I don't feel stressed because a, B and C maybe something you haven't thought of.
0: Totally. I was, uh, I was at swim club last week and talking to some moms and, uh, a lot of the kids, including mine in swim club are eight and in BC our the government gives us $1,200 for our RESP and you have to apply for it between their sixth birthday and the day before their ninth birthday. And so one of the moms was saying that they had just missed it. And it occurred to me that if we like, she's got eight year olds, eight year olds, like families all around her. And she missed this $1,200 because like, we don't talk about money, right? We just don't, it's not something that is all that accepted out there. We don't talk about our investments. We don't talk about our money. If you are doing well, it it, it come. people think that you're boasting. And if you're not, they think you're complaining. Um, and I think, you know, just having, having some conversations with others about what's going on, takes the stigma out of it. Nobody knows how much debt their friends have. And I'm not saying you need to like open up the the books and, and tell them everything, you know, some things are meant to be private. But I do think that if the only time we talk about money is when the coworker bought Bitcoin and it's doing well, so all of a sudden he is a crypto investing genius, or we are struggling paying our debt, and now that person is, um, you know, this broke person who doesn't know how to manage their money. If those are, and those are the only like water cooler kind of conversations that that seem to happen. Sometimes people will talk about like salaries and raises and benefits and, and things like that, but it's usually on one or the other end of the spectrum. And I think a we can just talk about it a little bit more often. Um, you know, focus less on just how expensive groceries are and the current interest rates, um, but really like ask some questions, talk about some stuff. Um, and also inside of a relationship, like you were saying, so important. Um, most couples seem to have one person who manages the money more often. Mm -hmm. they need to give some information to the one who is not managing the money. Mm -hmm. The, yeah, the person who is not as actively involved needs to know too. Mm -hmm. Thanks for spending your time with us today.
1: If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go
0: talk to someone about your money either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional.
1: And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there, head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another.
0: We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers!